morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Baron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. And our sponsor for this first half is Odd Moe's Pizza. You just really can't go wrong with his amazing ingredients and his phenomenal food. Oh, my you know, goodness. The great thing about Odd Moe's today is today is December 30th. Mm-hmm. So people have New Year's Eve parties coming up. Maybe oh, yeah. Maybe just order an Oddmo's pizza for New Year's Eve. Yes. How's Make it simple and easy. Maybe that's what I'll do. Order Odd Thank Moe's you. New Year's Eve. Boom. Done. <laughs> well, okay. I am super excited with that back by popular demand. Yes. <laughs> for the fourth time, we have Mickey with us again. Yes, we do. Good morning, Mickey. Hello there. <laughs> and I went back and looked. You were with us the first time in October of 2022. Oh, wow. And then again cool. in January of 23, and then in November, and now the very last show in 23, is Ta-da. Making, which is going to play into some of our talking points. Okay, perfect. So do you remember who was with us last week? Yes, Lisa. And what was, what was the big takeaway for you with Lisa? Uh, the Blue Zones, and just what they mean, what they represent, and just how, and how, and why. Yeah. Well, speaking of the how and why... I did a little research after the show because you know that grass can't grow, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so this is so intriguing to me. Like, wow, they come with this name, Blue Zones? And there was some person that was sitting there figuring out where people live to be 100 years old are, and he put a little dot with a blue felt tip marker. Mm-hmm. And once there was a big cluster of them, he circled it, and that became a Blue Zone. That is literally how fancy that name came from. <laughs> I love how simple and basic it can be. You know, that does a lot. Because <laughs> things usually are. Because yeah. <laughs> if it had a red market, they would have been red zones, right? Right, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <clears throat> but I want to I wanna piggyback that in a second because Mickey has her own take on the blue zones, and we'll add to that. Okay, perfect. But our food today is also a fun one. Okay, is it? Maybe. <laughs> Not one of my favorites, but maybe. <laughs> Today's food is Brussels sprouts. It went from a fun one to not your favorite. Well, not my personal. So in all the, in all fairness, I the first time I had Brussels sprouts, whoever made them, I didn't like the way they made them. And then my brain kept telling me, you don't like Brussels sprouts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you like Brussels sprouts? I do. I don't like mushy Brussels sprouts. I that's I, the problem. I had mushy ones. Right. That's the problem. That's but, the problem. And raw ones, you, you're going to... You're gonna pay a smelly price. <laughs> That's the other problem. Yeah. Is the whole smelly so price. Th- there's a learning curve to the technique, okay, but they well, can no, be delicious. Yeah, they can. The learning curve yeah. here. <laughs> How do you make those so I actually will like them? Uh, well, you. I like personally. I I like to parboil them, like steam them very very lightly, okay. and then I broil them with a little bit of. The seasons vary, but I personally love coconut oil, so I'll drizzle them with coconut oil and some good salt and some garlic. Um, and their balsamic vinegar is a good one to add to it. But then you broil them so the top is a wee bit crispy, and then even my teenager likes them. Well, that says a lot right there. If they're uh-huh. not crispy, mm-hmm. then you're doing it wrong. wrong. And see, there's a problem. The first time I had them, they were kind of mushy. I'm like, I don't That's like that. <laughs> they're not like a texture at all. Yeah. If but you're going to eat mashed you, potatoes, you like eat mashed potatoes. But Brussels sprouts should not be that. <laughs> no. But you like them too, right, Amanda? I do. And I've always was, uh, believe it or not, just that I, I didn't like them growing up ever. I don't mm-hmm. even know if I, I tried them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somebody like forced me. One of my sisters was like, no, you have to try this. We got, I think it was at Rudy's where it came with balsamic vinegar and goat's cheese. And I, I've 
remade them cooked. at home several times mm-hmm. because they're so delicious and they're actually really healthy for you. Yeah, they're a staple at my house. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the reason they're healthy, Miss Segway Queen. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the magazine, again, the magazine is a Time magazine, 100 disease fighting foods, mm-hmm. so not just cancer, disease as a whole. Um, you'll find all kinds of nutrients and antioxidants in, in this cruciferous vegetable. One is a compound that is that in petri dish studies, so they they put a disease in the petri dish and they put uh, the juice mm-hmm. uh, from the Brussels sprouts. So in a petri dish study, helped heart disease, and this is the cool part, put the brakes on cancer progression. Wow. Just completely, huh? I don't think I've heard any food say put the brakes on Right. It. So you have a tumor in the petri dish. And you put the Brussels sprout oil on it, and it put the brakes on cancer progression. Wow. That's kind of cool. That's huge. Eat more Brussels sprouts. And Mm -hmm. down at the bottom says, Brussels sprouts are loaded with cancer-fighting carotenoids. I don't know. Go ahead and butcher the word. It'll be fine. Somebody will will call in (laughs) and go, this is how you pronounce it. You know who will correct you? Brenda. I'm oh sure, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure she will. Because Brit, this She's, is the funny thing. Last week, as the show's airing, right, and we go to the commercial break, Brenda says, "How many times is Amanda gonna slaughter tiramisu?" <laughs> Oh, how so funny. I know for a fact that she's going to tell me I said oh, that I'm word I'm so wrong. sorry, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funky word, too. It is. It's a funky word. It is. So today's food is Brussels sprouts. Okay. And if en français, chouchou. Yes. If you have followed us and you like this stuff, you can email Amanda at... Amanda at kslm.news. And she can get you these or any of the old ones as well. Usually at the end, Amanda, I like to give you what's happening in the King Cancer timeline. I'm going to... Switch gears and tell it to you right now. Oh, okay. Because you just did a shout out for Oddbo's Pizza. Mm-hmm. It was December 2020. On a crisp, cool night. When I met Mike <laughs> Adams. <laughs> not, I met Mike Sublet, not Adams. <laughs> he's he's, <laughs> he's a terrible. Mike just got a shout out. <laughs> no, it was the end of December, and I had arranged a meeting, and it was really crazy because now we're into a new phase of COVID at the end of 2020. Right, yeah. So we met at the Commercial Street Odmos, him wearing his mask, me wearing my mask, and we just said, how can we work together? And that was the beginning of the relationship that I've had with Mike okay. for mm. several years now. That's awesome. So that's a little timeline. Yeah, tidbit. Absolutely. I have a word for that. Yes. It's my it's my special word. It's your I, new word. I call it co-awesomating. Co-awesomating. Right. So somebody that. once said, let's commiserate. And I'm like, why would you do that? Misery isn't a word. Sis- seriously. Mis- why would you choose misery? So I thought, I don't want to co-miserate. I want to co-awesomate. Yes. You bring your awesome. I'll bring my awesome. And then we'll just make the world a better place. Yes. That is such a good choice of a word. I bought the dot com, just saying. <laughs> and the LLC and the Gmail. And We're all going to watch for a brand new. <laughs> she has lawyers yes. right now making that her word. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm trademarking Pending. it. <laughs> for real. <laughs> well, to circle back to the Blue Zones with Lisa, I just want to remind the listeners, this is a podcast you can go back and find. Mm-hmm. It's actually titled Blue Zones in the, in the podcast services. But there are four four commonalities with the Blue Zones, and I want Mickey to kind of weigh in on these. Well, go ahead and say what the commonalities are first. Tell all four of them? Yeah. So the first one is that all five regions, they all had 
real food and they had a plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. At least they did a good job of saying that plant-based does not mean vegetarian. It doesn't mean vegan. Right. It means the majority of your diet is plants. Brenda likes to say 80-20. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, 80% of your plate should be vegetables and 20% should be meat. And if you're going to eat meat, eat meat that eats plants. Mm-hmm. The second one is they all have natural movement. And one of those regions was Sardinia, Italy, where Karen called in from, which is an island with a big, huge hill. So where you go, you're climbing up and down. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on an island. you got to walk everywhere. Um, they were all purpose-driven. Every region had a belief in a higher power. We can yep. call it God or all or whatever you want to call it, but they all had a belief in a higher power, and they all were driven by a purpose. Yeah. And they all had connection. Mm-hmm. Within their community, mm-hmm. which is what um, is so neat as what's happening with cancer. It's it's creating this connection. Yeah. Um, and after we did that, I saw a very interesting picture <clears throat> of the Amazon forest. If we think of like <laughs> northern California where this, the Siskiyou trees are at, the roots go straight down. They're, they're deep roots, but they go straight down. And the reason those trees are hard to blow over is because they are such deep roots. But the Amazon, the trees are close together, and then their roots begin to weave inside of each other. They mm-hmm. kind of mesh. And the reason it's hard to get those trees down is because the, the trees are connected to the neighboring trees. They're all trees. holding yeah. each other up. They're all one tree. Really, mm-hmm. they're like a, a close-knit family. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what kicking cancer is becoming is this community where our roots are tied together mm-hmm. and it's hard to blow us over. It's hard to get us down because of this community. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really why I love that Mickey's here because she is taking this connectivity to Washington. Mm-hmm. So excited about that. So so tell yeah. us your thoughts on the four commonalities, Mickey. Well, there's actually um, a Netflix movie called Blue Zone. Okay. And it, it touches on all of these. And I'm I'm I love the so you know my acronym, right? My my five elements of health, water, oxygen, movement, alignment, and nutrition. So this so I know it, but the listeners don't. Right. So what, so is, what is the acronym? The acronym is is uh, woman. Woman. Yeah. So my um, vibrant woman is like, you know, vibrant health wellness center, vibrant woman coaching. That's kind of my, my thing. But the woman, the W-O-A-M-A-N is water, oxygen, movement, alignment and nutrition and then expanding on that. So one of the things that they found in these blue zones was that that you didn't mention is their water is a little bit different than we have here in America. Um, they're drinking water that's high in antioxidants antioxidants and it's like it has a lot of movement in it it's it's not polluted and they don't um contain it still like we do like in big aquifers and stuff but the um that i watched that blue zone movie and i'm I'm fascinated by the the fact that most of them are very poor so there's a book called The China Study, and they found that the people who have the longest lifespans were people that were very poor. And they found that because they were poor, they couldn't afford a lot of meat, and they couldn't afford a lot of processed foods. Mm. And so these rich lifestyles that people were living were actually killing them. Ding, ding, that's called a clue. Um, so really just keeping it simple and... I love that, you know, you said plant-based and then added vegetables because a lot of times people go, well, I'm vegan. Well, donuts are vegan. 
True. But that's not necessarily plant-based. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's different levels of vegetarian and vegan and, you know. um, Well, and Lisa did a great job of telling us that there's vegetarian, Mm -hmm. there's there's vegan, and there's ideologically vegan, which is a whole different level of vegan. There it is. Um, You can be a vegetarian but not be vegan because vegan is a different level. Right. Eggs and cheese and milk. Exactly. The key here is not that you're vegetarian that you're plant-based. Mm-hmm. Right. And the predominant part of your diet is plants. Yeah. Which is why it's plant-based diet. Well, and even if, you know, you're a meat eater, which, you know, the majority of people are, there's levels of quality for that, you know, because grass-fed meat is a whole different world than the stuff you buy at Walmart. Oh, yeah. You know, like, so getting it locally from a farmer that is truly grass-fed, you're not just what you eat. You're not just the plants that you eat. You are what that cow ate if you're a meat eater. You're what what they, what you eat eats. <laughs> right. And so make sure they're plant-based. Yeah. Because a lot of times it'll say vegetarian-fed cows. Well, what we don't know is they got yesterday's leftover donuts. Right. Yeah. And that's a fact. Well, when I first met Dean Yeager, who's been a guest twice, mm-hmm. um, Dean lives in Texas now, but he was living here in Salem, and I had been introduced to him. I go out to meet him, and he had heard a little bit about kicking cancer. And he said, I just want to clarify, are you guys advocating to be vegetarians? And I said, no. That's, we're talking about being plant-based, which was great because then we had a common ground to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Because he had a big farm, and he had chickens that ran on his farm, and he mm-hmm. had cows that ran on his farm. He had very healthy animals. And he says it's, it was his opinion that if you're going to eat meat, Eat meat that eats plants. Mm-hmm. Make sure that because what you're doing is you're eating the muscles of the animal, and if that animal's not getting good phytonutrients into the muscle, then you're not getting good meat. Yeah, and that's why plant based was critical. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that it's important, even though this is your fourth time with us. <laughs> you you circle. There's so, we we have, we're gaining some listener base. We're over 2,600 downloads mm-hmm. now, which is really cool. Um, we've picked up a couple more foreign countries. Let's let's remind the listeners of your own personal journey. You want me to talk about my cancer, cancer journey. journey? Yeah, the the whole reason I started this. The, um, the non two hour version. The non two hour version. So <laughs> I was twenty eight <laughs> when I was diagnosed with four stage cervical cancer. I can't even say the word now. Uh, I had a six week old baby, and I refused the traditional treatment. So I went rogue, became an herbalist, went out into the forest, made my own medicine. I don't advocate this for anybody, or <laughs> because you know I was under the care of an naturopath. So uh, it and, took and me a year. There's, there's something about your first diagnosis that we actually mentioned when Lisa was with us last week. Or I mentioned anyway. Which part? So Lisa said, and it was part of our second part of our podcast, um, that there was a study done with people who were suppressing emotions, oh, anger specifically. That. And how disease was flourishing in their system because they were. And so we talked about the fact you have to have a, a way to, to get anger and frustration and all these emotions out. And I, and I, and I just said, <clears throat> you were 28. Mm-hmm. And they said that you couldn't have any more kids because they were going to do the surgery. <laughs> and, you, and you were just feisty enough to say that you didn't know if you didn't want to have more kids, but 
have enough word they told you couldn't, right? Yeah, I don't like to be told what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's an interesting piece that, that um, was really, like, it's multifaceted. Healing is so multifaceted. And we talk a lot about, about food. And, you know, for me, as the water lady, talk a lot about water. But the emotional piece, you can do everything right. And if you don't figure out your anger and your emotional, like, um, way to regulate what is your biology becomes your biography, right? So if you don't figure out a way to assimilate your emotions and release that anger and open up your heart and bring in love and gratitude, even if you get rid of the cancer, it's coming back. Yeah. So it'll manifest in certain areas of your body depending on what happened in your belief system, the story that you tell yourself about that. And that's, that's a whole other rabbit hole we can go down. But um, one of the coaches that I'm working with um, talks about body code and regulating your emotions, getting that piece in order so that the work that we've done isn't undone by the emotions that you don't know how to manage. So you just said that if you don't get that under control, the cancer could come back. In yeah. In case the cancer did come back. It did, yeah. How many years later? Uh, eight, nine years. Do you think that what we just talked about had anything to do with it? 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, well, so and you the got thing the is, food right. I got the food right, um, but I got the food right, but what happens is habits, right? You get under stress, and then you go back to your old ways, and stress being, you know, the negative environment that you know, I had wound up in because of the energy I was emitting because of the anger. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it all works together, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of it starts with our own vibration, our own belief system, our own, which is, you know, how we create our own environment. But I didn't change that part. Yeah. And so, you know, oddly cancer came back and it's, like I said, it's multifaceted. So it's layer upon layer upon layer. We start with the food, we start with supplements, we start with, you know, but the, what got you there to begin with is often way deeper. You know, what's interesting what you just said is we were redesigning our webpage. I'm trying to redesign the homepage, the webpage, and we've got Mm -hmm. five core values. And so I sat down with the board and I said, let's try to figure out how do we put these five in order? Like, what should you do first? What should you do second, right? And it was a collective decision that food had to be the first one. That, But then the big discussion became, what is the second one? And stress was the one that we chose as a board to put second. If you don't, you could go get some exercise, right? You could get better rest, all of that. But if you don't figure out how to control stress, mm-hmm. so collective, we decided that stress should be the number two. On mm-hmm. our list of core values. And mm-hmm. you just said that you've got to get that have to. under control. Have to. And it's, you know, it's really easy to go into default mode when stuff starts going wrong and life gets stressful. So the other piece, and you mentioned this on your blue zone, is connection. Like, you've got to have a support system. And when I'm working with someone who has cancer, it's one of the first things I ask them. How's your support system? Let's get you connected with some people that you can lean on. Because if you're around angry, negative people that... You know, helped you get there to begin with. Your chances of success are going to be lessened, and mm-hmm. that's just that's just reality. Yeah. Which do you remember with Lisa? We we're talking about. It was right towards the end of the interview. <clears throat> we were talking about the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. 
You remember that conversation? Yeah, vaguely, but yes, I yes. So the opposite of addiction is connection. Is connection. Okay, yes. This yes. is the way. Yeah. yeah. Connection is like we are designed, we are hardwired yeah. for connection. And sobriety is the result of connection, but it's not the opposite of addiction. Because the reality is is that when you're addicted, whether it be alcohol or drugs or whatever, your connection is to the to the substance. You're mm-hmm. still connected to something, it's the substance. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you can, can get connected to people... Well, because you get dopamine from that. You get a, you get like, if when I do something for you, it fills my cup and there's a dopamine hit from that. So, which is what addiction is, is they're looking for something to hit that nerve, to fill that dopamine hit and, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places. And that's yeah. what addiction is, yeah. is, you know, looking for ways to fill that cup, but you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so if you don't know that service to others is the way out of negative thinking and self um, abuse, essentially, then you're just destined to be addicted, I guess. Yeah. I think the having connection to people's would be a big important one on my list mm-hmm. um, because, yeah, your people are what keep you going. They keep pushing you and and they're who you lean on in tough times and hold you up mm-hmm. so that you can keep moving forward and so i think having a community of your people right when it's easier sometimes to do things for others than it is for ourselves mm-hmm. for instance when i had cancer i had a six-week-old baby i you yeah. know what i was like i'm not going down yeah i cannot go down there's nobody for this child right if I go down. So I have someone else to fight for. For me, that was the wind beneath my wings. Yeah. And that is the same for a lot of us. It's easier to do it for somebody else than it is for ourselves. The the twist is, especially for, you know, women and, you know, people in the healing community, if we don't take care of ourselves, then we can't take care of others. Mm-hmm. And that's the other side of the coin. Yeah. Remember when we had Carmen as a guest. Yeah. And and so Carmen is a friend of mine from our my BNI networking group <clears throat> and she's Latino and she does uh, country financial insurance. But the discussion was really about the Latino community. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted to come on is this year, which is now the last Saturday of the year, but for 2023, the American Cancer Society had said that breast cancer would be the number two Cancer for women. Mm -hmm. They still had lung listed as number one. Mm. Except in the Latino communities, breast cancer would be number one. Interesting. So I wanted this Latino perspective as to why is breast cancer number one in your demographic group versus number two as a whole. And her thought was, and it was really cool because she actually spoke to the Latino women in Spanish on the show. But she said for most Latino women... You take care of the family, you take care of the kids, you take care of the house, you take care of the husband, Mm -hmm. and the last thing you take care of is you. If you have anything left. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like my household, too. (laughs) This is the way (laughs) of a woman. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just part of how women are naturally programmed, too. But what she's like, do a self-check. Don't be afraid to check and see Mm -hmm. if there's something going on. And I think that was just a really interesting point that she brought. And taking care of yourself is taking care of them. Because as a caretaker, we forget about ourselves. And that's really, like for me, was quite the revelation. Because if I go down, 
who's going to take care of these people? And you had, you had two little boys, right? Yeah. When, on your second diagnosis, you had two. Yeah. Well, when my second diagnosis, I had three. Three. Because I had had another one just to prove him wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I have three boys. They're nice. all, you know, seven and a half years apart. The other thing that's interesting, and we've got just a, a couple minutes left, but a couple. your story is people know you in Vancouver as the water lady. You have a store up there, and we'll yeah. get more into that here in the second half. But they all thought that the water was the cure for your cancer. Yet you Ooh, don't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> nope. The, the water, the water, they think the water contributed to not having cancer. Right, but I didn't yeah, know and, about it. But you didn't know about no. it, right? Yeah. And now that you do know about it, um, uh, what I was told was that oxygen oxygen thrives in an acidic environment. No. Cancer thrives in an acidic Can- environment. Cancer yeah. thrives in an acidic environment. She's correcting me all over the place. <laughs> and so you, you want to get your yeah. body to an alkaline state, but that's only half true, isn't right. it? Right. All- so tell us the rest, and let's dive into it deeper in the second half. Okay, so you're quoting... Um, you're sort of quoting, you're, you're butchering. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Otto Warburg, what well, everybody does, and do herein that. lies the rub, is people say that cancer can't live in an alkaline environment. That's a half-truth. Dr. Otto Warburg discovered the cause of cancer, I believe it was 1931, and what he said was that cancer thrives in an acidic, hypoxic environment. So... Hypoxic meaning low in oxygen. So an oxygen-deprived acidic environment is the breeding ground for cancer. And just to be clear, cancer is just the big name for all disease. Right. Right? It's one leads to the other. But so while we're on our commercial <clears throat> break, man, I'm going to find Otto, Borg, Otto Warburg's direct quote. Okay. Take us, go. take us, I'm going to find his direct quote. All right. Well, I'll take us to break. Huge shout out to Oddmo's Pizza for being the sponsor for this half. So um, like Baron was saying, you guys, if you're doing a New Year's thing or just low key or going all out, call Oddmo's Pizza and get your food to go. All right. We'll be right back after these messages. 